The grace and love of our Lord and Savior be with us always. Amen. The word of God we want to consider today is again the gospel reading for this past Sunday, the third Sunday of End Times, Saints Triumphant Sunday. We're looking at the beginning of that reading from Luke chapter 20, verses 27 to 36. Luke writes, Some of the Sadducees who say there is no resurrection came to Jesus with a question. Teacher, they said, Moses wrote for us that if a man's brother dies and leaves a wife, but no children, the man must marry the widow and have children for his brother. Now there were seven brothers. The first one married a woman and died childless. The second and then the third married her. And in the same way, the seven died, leaving no children. Finally, the woman died too. Now at the resurrection, whose wife will she be since the seven were married to her? Jesus replied, the people of this age marry and are given in marriage. But those who are considered worthy of taking part in that age and in the resurrection from the dead will neither marry nor be given in marriage. And they can no longer die for they are like the angels. They are God's children since they are children of the resurrection. My dear friends in Christ, the Sadducees and all the other Jewish leaders basically were looking for a way to get Jesus. They wanted to get rid of Jesus or be able to get rid of Jesus in a way in which people, the people of Israel would look at Jesus gone and say, oh, it sure is good that we got rid of such a crazy person as this Jesus was. The Leveret Law that's referred to here was a provision in the Mosaic Law to carry on the family name, to keep the family name, and to pro provide for widows in the land of Israel. If a man died, a man was married and he died without having an heir to carry on the family name, then it was the responsibility of his next brother that's available to take his wife and to try to have a child with her who could carry on the family name and, and that first male child would be considered the new head of the new generation in that family. Ruth in the Old Testament is an example of someone who benefited from this Leveret law. Remember, she was married to the one son of Naomi and that son passed away and there was no other son for her to marry, so she married Boaz. And Boaz was a close relative, a kinsman redeemer was the term that's used. There were no brothers that she could marry who were also sons of Naomi. So she married Boaz. And Boaz, well, what he did is he married Ruth, he bought the family land. He provided for Ruth and, well, Naomi, 
her mother-in-law as well. And then from Boaz and Ruth, Obed was born. And Obed was the grandfather of King David, and King David was the ancestor of Jesus the Christ. Now, God would have worked things out if it weren't for the Leveret Law and how things worked out there. But humanly speaking, without the Leveret Law, how would Jesus have been born? But now here, when we look at this situation, the the Sadducees, their foolish, their challenging question was, what if a woman marries the eldest of seven sons and he dies and she prepared, proceeds to end up marrying all seven of the sons in that family without having an heir, then which of the seven sons would be her husband in the resurrection? Well, what Jesus does here is he comes right to the point in showing the faulty logic of the Sadducees. Jesus proclaims life after death. And when he talks about life after death, he wants us to realize right up front that the next life, the next world, will not be the same as this world. Jesus said, the people of this age, this earthly life, marry and are given in marriage. But those who are considered worthy of taking part in that age, heaven, and in the resurrection from the dead, will neither marry nor be given in marriage. According to Jesus, marriage is an institution that's for this world, for this age, this age. That age, or heaven as he describes it, will of course only be for those who believe in Jesus, and they are, as Jesus says here, those who are considered worthy of taking part in that age and in the resurrection of the dead. And now it's true that on the last day all people will rise from the dead. Unbelievers will also rise from the dead, but only to partake of eternal death in hell. Jesus says, however, that believers in heaven, on the other hand, they're like the angels. And in what way? Well, from Jesus' resurrection and from the account of Job in the Old Testament, we know that what we'll have after we rise from the dead, rise from the grave to eternal life is We'll have the same bodies that we have now. We'll have the same bodies in the resurrection, but, but the difference is, is that they're going to be glorified. They'll no longer be affected by sin, no longer feel any of the aches or pains or illnesses that we experience in this life. Well, now it says we'll be like the angels. Angels are pure spirits, we could say. They don't have bodies like we do but we'll be like the angels in that we'll be immortal like the angels. And we won't have the same relationships in heaven that we exactly have here on this earth. And now that's what exactly that means, we, we don't really know. And really, we shouldn't start speculating about just exactly what heaven is going to be like. 
what our eternal life will be like, but we'll focus on what scripture says. And well, for example, the book of Revelation, it gives us a picture of perfect happiness and contentment. And from the transfiguration, remember there what happened is that Jesus was there and Moses and Elijah appeared with them. And just from the transfiguration, we believe that we will be able to recognize one another, Jesus, Peter, James, and John there on the Mount of Transfiguration, they did recognize Moses and Elijah. Some may find it a bit disturbing here that Jesus said that there won't be marriage in heaven. But remember the positive aspect of eternal life which our Savior does stress here. We are all sons of God in the resurrection. We're all part of God's family. We're all part of that one family in heaven, united in heavenly bliss forever, and we'll all have perfect relationship, relations with one another. Jesus says here, they are God's children since they are children of the resurrection. And right now we're part of that family. But when we've received our immortal and glorified bodies after the resurrection, then we'll be part of that one family perfectly united in God's family forever. And the fact is we will not be disappointed. What exactly it will be like, that's a big question but we will not be disappointed. Jesus proclaims life after death and it's going to be wonderful. It's going to be perfect forever. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, thanks for giving us faith to believe in life after death through faith in Jesus our Savior. We may have many questions about what that life will be like, but it will be so wonderful to be a child in your one perfect family forever. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus, we pray in your name. Amen. In the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always.